Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about the NFT draft season when platforms compete for projects. So we'll get to that in a little bit, talking uh, talking about how Polygon made some moves in uh, the 2023 draft season, which I didn't know was a thing. Anyway, Andrew, how's it going? How was the break? What's new Good, in your Happy wallet? New Year, George. Happy Good New to, Year. Good to talk NFTs again. I feel like, man, it's, it's been, been a little bit longer than usual since we talked. Man, I, I'm lost in the NFT. It's, it's taken me, you know, I've been up all night trying to just study to what's been going on to get ready for this podcast. Well, I have to hand it to you. You officially accomplished something that we thought was just out of the realm of what we would do, which is an outsider interview. You brought in a couple experts. So if you've been listening, go back past two episodes. Past two episodes, we had some great guests on. Uh, and really, from that data perspective, uh, I liked how they were looking at the actual data profiles of, you know, hodlers versus flippers and how you could actually like see some of those things from uh, from their different Dune dashboards. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, finally got the those those first interviews on. You know, if you have been listening, you may have noticed that uh, that we talk intro wasn't quite accurate until now. Now we can say that we've had guests on, so we're good. Two two a year. Let's not let's not raise it. Uh, All right. Well, so I, what's going on? What's what you've been active in? your NFT trading, anything going on in your wallet? What's up, George? Well, I'll say I did some end-of-year aggressive. So the biggest thing in my wallet really was end-of-year aggressive harvesting, just like taking a hard look at the things that, frankly, just didn't perform. I pruned them, and it looks like I accidentally pruned a little too hard. I left one uh, floating out there, Rug Radio, which we'll we'll talk about today. There's a Rug Radio reveal, reveal pass. So it looks like I accidentally sold that for 0.1 below the floor. So... Uh, it's been exactly 10 days before making a mistake in NFT trading this year. So I think that's the new record for me. 10 days. Is yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty good. It hasn't doubled yet. Hey, if it was one of you, if it was one of you <laughs> bought it, you know, because you know how things go when George sells, it must be going up. Um, oh, you know, let us, please, please. Again, if you want. Hot tips. Uh, I'd like the, uh, I'm like the, the, the Jim Cramer of this stuff where it's like, if I'm doing a thing, just go the opposite direction and you're in a good place. The reverse portfolio. Yeah. The reverse, <laughs> reverse portfolio. Um, yeah. So there's your, there's your hot tip for 2023 so far. Uh, anything you said you were pretty quiet. This is, this might be the longest stretch of inactivity for you. I saw you were, you were throwing some bids around on picking up market psychology a while back. I actually just threw a bit out there. I like where that project is right now as a floor uh, by Coldy. Anything you're in floor, I'm still floating. floating. I had been putting some bids out there. I haven't done that bit uh, last. Let's see. I was looking at, I checked my 
committee did to confirm what I had been doing. So I was pretty, pretty inactive over the holidays. Um, I had picked up some tabs, uh, the NFT from Alien Queen. Um, that had actually, I believe that got up to 0.4 or something at one point. I think it's down at 0.2. I had a free mint opportunity. So it wasn't a real big, real big decision for me to mint that one. Uh, but that, that is from the artist Alien Queen. So that's one that is in my wallet. That was the last thing that I had picked up. Uh, but yeah, otherwise been been relatively quiet. I did, I noticed, uh, you know, been getting some offers again on my uh, friendship bracelets. I uh, still have a couple of those. Um, those were the uh, project that we've talked about from Art Blocks, uh, along with uh, from Snowfro and Alexis Andre. I believe is more the, the artist behind it. But they find I think today, as we are talking, is the final day to mint those. So what I've heard is that they, I think they're up over thirty six thousand total friendship bracelets. Uh, wow. If you remember, there were for every piece. Every wallet that held a, an art block piece as, as of the, the snapshot date, which was taken, I believe, in early November, uh, could be two of these. So there are now over 18,000 wallets that have minted these. Uh, saw a surge in the last few days as people realized that the, the deadline was approaching. I think that floor price did come down, although I'm still seeing a lot of activity in those. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by how well those have held, held up. It I'm is shocked. A, yeah, that's a big mint uh, number. And, you know, there is, it, at least they're going to stop being minted now. So, um, you know, I think there are, uh, you know, there's a good case for, to be made that they will uh, become more collected at this point now that uh, you know that they're, you know more of the, the final rarities. Um, I, I think there are some that are the, the Snowfro palette that are up over four ETH or so. So if you do have any of those, you may, you know, take a look before you, before you do sell or some of those pallets are quite rare. Um, but you know, interesting collection. Nice to see that it is finally done um, because I think it's, it's nice to know the final number. Um, well, maybe not quite yet, but close to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine there might be some, some price uh, volatility on that. So waiting mm -hmm. carefully, especially with 33,000 uh, of them. I don't know if any Future yeah. promised access or utility that, on I those, right? Feeling that could be over forty by the time this is done. Yeah, those deadlines uh, no, to push. Not, there's nothing there. I mean, there's the utility. I guess is you get instructions of how to make a real, you, I mean, a, a real friendship bracelet. But I don't know that you need an NFT for that. You know, I, I think you need a kindergarten class and some uh, yarn. Know, I, <laughs> I, oh, boy. I, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Sorry, second grade, second grade. Uh, All right, say, what do we... Oh, oh go ahead. Well, before you go to news, I, I'm kind of interested because it seems like there's some, um, as we kick off the year, when I like look at macro data on like CryptoSlam and others, that overall sales volume and sales dollars is up, but transactions down, buyers down, and it seems to be like just whales moving around right now. So it's kind of like a, a tale of tale of two uh, two numbers here, you know, in terms of participation, not as much, and a real thinning of the herd so far. Hard to say, you know, ten days in, uh, we were joking before this pod got started that uh, we're going to hold up on our predictions until the uh, the end of twenty twenty three, which will then backdate. No, I'm kidding. We're, we might do some predictions in February when you know um, a, a bit more just to cheat because we did so well last year. Yeah, right. If you listen to that one, you'll realize uh, how far off we were. So, 
um, you know, don't come to us for, uh, for predictions on the future for sure. Yeah, we'll just wait. We'll wait it out. Uh, but I'm kind of curious, like, so moving into this year, what what is your your wall plan? Kind of like stick and hold on this thing. Like, you're not doing too many transactions right now. I can see uh, probably just sort of paying attention to your existing access wallets, drops, things like that. Yeah, that's that's been. I mean, yes, I should be paying attention more than those things. <laughs> I've been, you know, I have two sure. out of it the last couple of weeks. You know, it, it, as as I mean, as you know, you're when it takes a lot to stay on top of all of these different projects, and man, it is nice to kind of uh, forget about it for a bit. And yeah, I think you know, I I mean, I think I, I've shifted some of my uh, you know sort of my collector mindset a bit, and, and trying to think of things that I. You're trying to really collect things that I'm more okay holding for a long term and not being, not really jumping in a lot of new projects. I mean, that, that's, I feel like that how I've, how it shifted anyway before this. I um, mean, you know, I think I'll continue that this next year. Uh, you know, we've, it's, yeah, don't want to, I'm not going to say what's going to happen, but I, you know, I, I do see that we, we've seen that, we've seen some, some of the, stronger use cases of NFTs. Some of the things that have stuck around, art has definitely persisted as one of the stronger use cases. Digital art has found a, you know, a real home in NFTs. Um, you know, I think that's probably going to persist. You know, we, I, I don't know that, that something like gaming is coming this year. I think that we, you know, as, you know we, I, I, don't know, I see that we still have a lot of people around and at the same time, you know, there's not the same excitement. There's not the same, um, you know, let's go try everything uh, kind of mentality from from the crypto or NFT market as a as a whole. So I kind of think that that's that those those sort of far off things like gaming and stuff may uh, may not really see much light this year. Now, again, if you can somehow survive and, and make it back to the the next bull bull cycle, I think uh, it'll come with the again general crypto markets. I think. You know, in some ways, NFTs are leverties, but you know, it's um, it's winter. It's winter time, so I, I agree with that. I'm kind of doing similar things, looking at uh, artists that I know will continue to produce. And actually, like, look, in terms of a flight to value, we're starting to see it. Like, the value is coming back in Max Payne and Friends, which was previously yeah, the lowest value X right? It is. You, we are almost dangerously back to break even on on that mint price. Fawocious is uh, just strong in terms of like his canvas and the feed pieces that are are seemingly increasing. Um, other things that you know we mentioned uh, Pinder Van Armen in the past on um, his podgans, like those are up. So we are seeing some life in some of these older quality pieces. So, that's giving me hope. While on the other side of it, like my whole like obsession with like the Nike Dunks was poorly timed. I'd say overall, like they just you know oh. are floating around at like point point two five. Common so story, George. That's you know whatever number number down number not zero because they're not going to give up on it. But people are not happy with that. So no. you know a mixed bag. But I'm um, I'm setting a, a sort of play budget. And and focusing to think similarly on uh, on that. As I was talking, I had to pick up that floor market psychology. It was too far below the. Uh, I cleaned up that floor. I cleaned it, it up. Is that I couldn't turn it down? Is it point one two five? 
Oh man, I mean, it's below the original. It, it, it below the original it mint. Was a and there's breaking news. Uh, it is now <laughs> a new floor. There you go. There you go. Clean, clean that up. Um, so I you can't. know, if we just go by those metrics, you're out, right? Yeah, sure. That. All right. All right. Let's roll into news. Roll into news. Yeah. Um, yeah what what some, do we have in here? Get some headlines here. Oh man, we've got, it has been a bit since we've talked. So we've got a, well, I don't know. We've got a lot on, we've got a lot of things here. I don't know how big a lot of these are. Um, so one that we've got is that China, who, let's see, the country's previously pretty much banned NFT and, and crypto, uh, NFTs and crypto. Now they are, or they have launched a, an NFT trading platform. I haven't actually heard much about it. This is one that I had kind of bookmarked, uh, you know, back before the new year it launched on January 1st. I haven't heard much about what's going on there. Um, a little hard for me to understand how they're going to have a lot of activity on this NFT marketplace while they've been cracking down on it heavily within the country. So can't imagine there's a lot of users ready to, to go for it, but it's, it's quite the turnaround. And I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe they see what, uh, you know, what the potential is. Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you think here? Uh, I think this summarizes it pretty safely for me. The marketplace is built on Wenbao Chain. Uh, it is a heritage protection chain that is owned and operated by Art Exhibition China. So I wouldn't call it crypto or blockchain so much as something that is masquerading at it. I get the sense that uh, yeah, transactions I mean, can be probably reverted and aren't quite as... That's, uh, that's true. Yeah, it's probably not. It, all it sales are not necessarily final way to to maybe put an app out there in the world that you you know get maybe a lot of usage and learn a lot about people if, if it does take up any kind of traction yeah look um it's it's interesting to see if they can take the the firewall approach to blockchain tech and, and what happens uh, a lot of people in china so we'll see all right now we've got fanatic this is the let's see this is it Let's see, a fan goods company, they do own, they own a 60% or, or stake in Candy Digital that's been big with the MLB. Some of the MLB attempts at NFTs, um, as we've talked about now, has Major League Baseball has tried a few different ones. They are selling their stake in Candy Digital. Sounds like they uh, maybe are just through with uh, the, the NFT market. You know, as we've seen, they haven't been all that successful. They, um, I'm a little surprised that they were able to find a buyer right now. So, you know, maybe not such a bad idea. I don't know. They said Fanatics was founded in 2011, become a well-known name in sports and e-commerce valued at 31 billion, which is sizable, but I don't see the the price that they, uh... yeah, I mean, it's hard to know what they, they're probably, for them, it's a probably um, good loss uh, that they can write off against. Yeah, there um, you go. I was doing right. some of that, just a smaller scale at a pony level. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, it doesn't say a lot of what they what they think about the future here. And you know, like, as we said, they haven't. Major League Baseball has not figured out NFTs to any extent, and I, I don't think that's where it's going to happen. Yeah. So they have a quote in here: "We believe digital products will have more value and utility when connected to physical collectibles to create best experience for collectors." As a reminder, this is the group fanatics that acquired Topps trading cards for for half a billion. Uh, so you can see them still 
sadly fumbling through the the Major League Baseball's entry into NFTs in a real way. All right, we got a headline here up from the yeah, about Proof uh, CEO Kevin Rose, the, the man behind the Moonbirds project as well. Um, they have signed a deal with Hollywood UTA. So I was a little surprised by. I, don't know, I was a little surprised by this one. It just, it, it seems like what some of these uh, kind of caricature type of NFTs have done. Um, but, you know, they are big and they are, they are able to get deals. So you know, maybe shouldn't be surprised by, by the route they're taking here. Yeah, Moonbirds have kind of come down floor price 8.5 as of uh, recording this. Like there was like a little bit of bump, I think, with, with that announcement there. Um, got almost back up to 10. It was down at seven. So, you know, you, you have these like news runs, but a, re- a regression back to the previous, which that's what we classically saw with like, hey, sell the news moments that we'd be like, you know, when update, when update, always in Discord. And uh, it's the underlying value isn't there. Community is holding like I, I, it's like sort of, you know, bumps along the bottom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nothing to shake a stick. You're, you're still at eight navy. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, it is. Yeah, it's a long ways from where it was at thirty plus. All right, get another, another scam because you know it's NFTs. Uh, this one's involving Logan Paul. <laughs> I don't know. This is no shocker here that he's involved in a scam. At least not to me. But this one is. I don't know. It's just a game called Crypto Zoo that they've sold billions of. Millions of dollars worth of NFTs. The, there is no game to be played. Uh, this was, this was in, uh, let's see, the scam was investigated by, it's a co- what is it? Coffeezilla uh, is the, the YouTuber's name. Um, Logan Paul then was threatening him with a lawsuit and then also inviting him on his podcast. Uh, you know, it sounds like he's now blaming the developers that he hired, which you know, for some reason he thinks isn't his responsibility. I'm not sure, but you know, what would it be another podcast, another podcast episode without talking about a an NFT scam, right? Yeah, I think there's the sort of hype and promise of we're going to build the next great game, which is a lot easier to say than do. And I, I think it's yeah, I, I think, think it's tough. I, I don't know enough details here, but the you know the the details that I, I could, did questionable yeah i look probably shouldn't just believe i mean we're way past when somebody would jump into it something like that but you know maybe we shouldn't have just believed that he was gonna build the next or the killer nft team but you know we all thought that everything was gonna just work out as as the founder said at the time right yeah this is a pretty impressive ball that all right we've got a an NFT project from Manchester United, the soccer team in uh, in England, uh, they have been accused of of ripping off the artist. I, I don't actually know how to say the, the name. Des Des and it's D E S L U C R E C E. It'll be in our uh, notes, of course. But it is man, the the resemblance is quite striking. They are super similar pretty obvious that they were uh, influenced here and uh, not a great look for, for Manchester United, who I believe has already had some, uh, some quite a bit of backlash to the idea that they were doing NFTs from their fans uh, to begin with. Oh, that's, yeah, that's brutal. I mean, it's this sort of black, red, 
skull with white and they're yeah they're pretty darn close uh looks like they went with the tezos um tezos platform for manchester united which is interesting yeah there's that (laughs) you have that (laughs) uh all right and then uh let's see last text let's have let him got here i cut out quite a few of the the not so interesting ones Thought this is somewhat interesting. NFT NYC coming up this year in April. They they seem to change that every year to really just throw people off. Uh, ApeFest will not be holding their own event at the same time. You know, in the past they have held it at the same same week as the event, not as official part of the event. So this headline here that I'm writing reading is somewhat off base and saying they're severing ties. I'm not sure that there's an official tie, but I do think that we are seeing a lot of people kind of maybe move beyond the NFT NYC, which I don't know, I think is somewhat struggling for what is the actual event and what are people coming there for versus are people coming you know, versus just the outside events that, that happen to be in New York. Yeah, it seems like they just weren't ready to do it early enough based on the, you know, tweets that I'm reading here saying that like they wanted to do it later in the year and explore new locations. So uh, yeah. that could that could mean many different things, but you know, maybe this is not the time they want to start celebrating. Maybe they want a way to, I don't know, for a couple of lawsuits to shake out or news pieces. Hey, that could be. Get know. solved. <laughs> right. Well, that could be a real long time then. Later, later date. Yeah. I mean, we could get into all the lawsuit stuff. It's it's hard to keep track of what's going on with you and their lawsuits, though. Yeah, I feel like that's an episode all its own, but also one that I, I'm just not that interested in. Ultimately, although it is a dominant force still, if you're looking at the top 10, you know, crypto projects right now, like the fact that three of them are essentially, uh, you guys, you know, quite, quite impressive. Four. Yeah. Crypto punks. Yeah. Five. Jeez. Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutinate Yacht Club are one and two. Uh, Board Ape Kennel Club, number five. Crypto punks, seven. Other deed, nine. Like... Wow. Okay. Other deed. I was going to say, there's no way me bits are on the top 10. <laughs> the bubble for me bits. <laughs> Ooh, no, you gotta, you gotta go down the ways. I haven't checked the floor price of me bits in a while. Kind of curious. Now. Here we go. Rabbit hole. I would guess 0.5. No, I'm going to guess higher than that. 3.85. Oh gosh. I was way off. I was I so wrong? 3.85. Oops. That's, a, that's impressive. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Hmm. Good for them. Yeah, right. Glad I sold mine at two and a half. Whatever. Add it to the list. It was one ETH was more, and I'm sure you immediately got oh, that. Oh, that's true. I immediately pulled oh, yeah, I did something very safe with it. And I definitely didn't throw it away USDC. on dog coin. <laughs> dog coin and ponies. I actually threw it away on ponies. Man, yeah, there's offers on these. Huh. You did the me bid market. Meebit market is stronger than I would have guessed. All right. There you go. That's what I get for making fun of it. <clears throat> All right. The NFT draft season platforms compete for projects. This was interesting because at first I thought in my mind, the narrative was around with regard to Utes uh, leaving Solana and D-Gods, I think as well, right? Utes and D-Gods leaving right. Solana for Polygon. I was like, you know, sort of dancing on the sort of Solana sucks train, which it does, uh, to be clear. 
yeah. but I thought it was of their own permission to move, right. but it not was organic. not. What actually happened? Why did they do this in? He got paid $3 million. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I see. $3 million relocation fee, I guess, right? From uh, leave Solana head to Polygon. And I think we're maybe seeing how Polygon, uh, Polygon's business dev works and why they're so successful. Um, yeah, right. So what does this mean? Incentives. Uh, yeah. Use that foundation money. Like, oh, you get a grant. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, you know, with regard to what this means, I think it's interesting because if projects are suddenly and labs are suddenly able to create a breakaway sensation or some sort of momentum on, we'll call it a, a tier two or a less than chain, they may be able to run this play going forward saying like, hey, uh, why not go to the highest bidder? And I don't think, according to some reports, that Polygon was the highest bidder. I think Avalanche was also looking for their business with a bid and um, maybe another, but uh, the move to... That's interesting. Um, yeah. But I think they weren't the only Polygon, uh, the only bidder. Polygon does seem to have more more legitimacy among uh, among the crypto or NFT crowd. I would say. I mean, for for NFT networks, I, I think Polygon is taken pretty seriously by most um, most Ethereum NFT holders. Uh, you know, since it is just that layer two and gets the cheap fees. And yeah, with that money. Uh, it's it'd be hard to pass that up. You've got the the issues that the, the plague salon. Yeah, look, if your platform's going down every month and your coin is being sort of shilled and manipulated by the second right. coming I mean, of Bernie Madoff, like there's a right. lot of tough headlines there, right? Um, and it's maybe unfair at some look, it may be unfair to say that of Solana simply because a scam artist used that platform to sort of like burnish their reputation and sort of buy into it and try to manipulate the price. That, that's not their fault, really. But the truth is that there's, an, there's some guilt by association assumed in some of these uh, headline articles, titles. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to sort of survive beyond that. You know, D, D Labs, based in Los Angeles, they've had, just with Utes, I think a total volume of 2.7 million, if I'm reading the analytics properly, which, you know, like, look, volume on platform. Volume on platform actually will return value. So if people continue to uh, trade these, maybe you can answer this question for me if you know. Like, isn't like what is involved? Are they going to create some sort of burn transfer mechanism? Because you can't just yoink this off of people's wallets and move it over, can you? You can't just be like, "Ta-da, you're on Polygon." Like you can't. I mean, with, I, with that elegantly, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, they definitely kick. You don't even know. It's not the same address when you're used when you're going from Solana to to Polygon. If you're going from Polygon to or from Ethereum to Polygon, or or Optimism or any of these Ethereum based networks, you'd have the same address. But with this, it's a new it's a new wallet address. There's no way to just simply airdrop it. It's got to be some sort of clean. Uh, I imagine you you know have to clean it and bridge over to the new network. Um, that is interesting, though. You imagine um, that not everyone's going to do that. You know, it's, uh, you know, 
people pay a lot of attention and there are also people, I'm not saying that, you know, that, um, you should necessarily, when we say to buy in bulk for something, you know, is it really expecting that people are paying attention all the time to, to these things? And, you know, I'm sure there'll be opportunities, but you know, it'll be interesting to see how many actually make it over. Um, there's been talk in the past about projects like crypto funds and, you know, obviously a old project, people really didn't know the value of these things, um, at the time and. You know, how many of those are, 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 are missing completely, you know, in something like this, you'll be able to see a little bit better, but even with these youth projects, I mean, it came out a while ago and there were a lot of people getting into Solana because, uh, somewhat because they felt like they missed out on Ethereum. So I think you'll have a lot of people that maybe didn't uh, keep track of their wallets very well or, or wallet security. And, uh, I imagine that not all of those will uh, make their way over to Polygon if it does require actually actual action on the, the holder part, which I can't imagine it would work any other way. I have a weird question for you and I have no way to answer it. Uh-oh. If I were to create a Venn, <laughs> challenge accepted. If I were to create a Venn diagram of Solana wallet holders and Ethereum holders, right? Like people that had one and not the other, like, what do you think? Do you think like one has more of the other or do you think that there are like, Republicans and Democrats. It's like, well, I'll never vote across the aisle. I'm all Solana. Or do you think like, if you're a D-Gen, you just are popping around with different wallets in different places? I mean, to be honest, it's probably a pretty big crossover. I, I think we, we know that the ecosystem just isn't, it's almost just not big enough to, to support all of these different unique ecosystems on their own. I mean, I think there's, there's probably a, a good amount of PFP Ethereum collectors that, that I think are more likely to be on Solana. I think art blocks collectors maybe are more likely to be on Tezos. Uh, that would be my, that's what I would guess. I don't know how you, how you go about trying to, you know, trying to really get numbers on those since they are, you know, you can't really tie two separate wallets, wallet right? Like the other, you know? Yeah. Until. Ridging becomes a different thing. You could probably begin to do that, but yeah, it's, um, it's certainly a little messy, uh, but it'll be an interesting project. Look, I'm interested in, in that once it moves to the Ethereum network a lot more, uh, because frankly, you should fix the base Ooh. currency, the, the base currency has always been one of our pieces is then denominated in, uh, West Indy, which is, yeah, which would be I down less I, than so long. Oh, lose. Here's the thing. You lose money at a slower rate. And that's what I'm here. That, that's what this is about. What a way Losing to money longer. less over longer periods of time. It's that's science. Right. This is a good time to disclose oh, that man. this is not financial advice. None of this should be taken. It is interesting. So what do you think? Um, I guess the youth floor in ETH. I just calculated it. What do you think the youth floor in ETH? Well, so let's see. I hmm, I don't really use I don't use it at all. I, well, with D gods, I think is the more expensive collection. Is that that sounds right? Correct. To me. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll say two ETH. Wow, you are shockingly close. One point seven. Um, that's impressive. All right, nice. That is that is press. And because uh-huh. we brought it up, we'll go with the floor. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you a chance that, and you can play at home right now. Guess that price. I always like to guess that price. All right. So I have the D gods. Like, what do you think 
the ETH prices on that floor. Okay. How about, um, about six? Sure. Wow. Well, no tricking you today. Uh, 6.69. I did not make that up. Oh, the, oh so nice. Nice. Buy bit. Oh, how could I not put that in there? I if you would spike it, I would have been de- you would have derp. So I wanted to mention something. This, I don't know what's going on with this, but this Bonks collection, have you heard of this? B-O-N-K-Z. I'm sure if you've been paying attention, you may have heard about this one, but it is a collection on Solana that's getting all sorts of attention now. I see that they've got over one point. Yeah, is crypto six. crypto bonks? Is that it? I possibly let's see. Um, no, point six million in sales. Oh man, they are flying right now. Um, but yeah, so there is. You know, there are still. This looks like it's a pre-reveal um, collection right now. So you know, there's still activity over there. That's a new Solana collection that just launched, and ah, uh, you know, it's uh, you watch one leave, and you know, maybe it's. In a way, maybe it's making an opportunity for somebody else to step in. You know, I, I'm not a big Solana mm-hmm. fan, and I don't think that it's, I don't think it's heading, you know, maybe it heads to zero eventually. I don't think that we're there at this point. I think there's still, uh, there's there's still people there that want to make something of it. And I think you'll at least see some <laughs> some fight uh, from those that are, are working out the chain. The fundamental truth is that the, uh, the inflationary element of Solana is exceeding the rate of transaction value generated. Uh, it just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't math out for the holders that are going to get vested, uh, vesting schedules that show up where they can then dump their Solana on the public market. And then on top of that, it's like inflating uh, at the same time. And so you also see that like when Disney, when... Uh, Nike, when Starbucks, when these folks are choosing platforms to build on, like into the future, um, I don't see Solana's name coming up very often. No, no, I don't either. And, you know, I think that is, I, don't, I, I think that's a big reason of why Polygon went for something like this. But then in the discussions for sort of the business infrastructure, you know, business infrastructure NFTs, and, you know, that is one thing, but it doesn't get, it doesn't really get consumers looking at you know working on the network bridging assets over and on it and i think this is a it's a different a different way to go about it gets different attention gets people actually on that chain and, and active yeah i no, you yeah. know go ahead i was surprised not to see more activity on uh on utes in terms of i was just like looking at the analytics yeah. and i didn't see a big price bump it doesn't seem to have really moved it that much and here here's what i know it's like Per our last conversation of Yuga taking up the top five of the 10, like there's just an inevitability that you can't stay on the top forever. It just doesn't work that way. You know, is this shift a signal that they're able to, you know, potentially build that? It is D Labs. I don't know very much about them at all, but heck, if you're thriving in a, bear market like this is this something to look at or you got to see how the the transition goes oh you mean as far as like a project to follow um, yeah like yeah i don't i mean that's a good question you know is this is this you know is this the uh the buy the news or, or you know buy the news point where it's up high and it, you know i see that there's a decent amount of volume yeah you know does it become i mean what is what's the biggest 
NFT collection on Polygon. I can probably figure it out. Um, I mean, just to know, you know, there's just not, I don't think there's like one collection that you associated with it. Whereas, you know, before I, I think that you could have said like D gods and, and used for definitely the biggest projects on Solana. And, you know, I, you know, we know that we know the big ones on Ethereum. And I think this is, it, you know, it's, it's a bit of just having a name, a, a big collection and maybe it does, you know, I, I, I'm not betting against it. I'm not, certainly not jumping into this. No, especially Look, I, I also want to, but I want to backtrack a little bit. Like when you look at Utes, like the actual art of it, it is a pathetic board ape knockoff. Yeah, I think is my is my hot take on it. Um, I they're mean, just it's fuzzier and less designed. Right. I mean, it was something that we. It's not good. When we, were, when we looked at the Solana network a while ago, that the I don't know. It feels a little stuck in. In the 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 PSP era of you know just make any animal make ten thousand of any animal and it can be successful if you have a discorded promise merch and whatever um, it's you know I don't know it's it's I don't know enough about it to, to talk about the other aspects of it but you know based on face value I'm I'm with you yeah so. I think in general, what else might be targeted? It's interesting to think that other projects on, on other platforms might be shopping around to the folks that still have money, which are, you know, apparently like the kind of avalanches and uh, polygons and Arbitrum, I bet, probably would have, you know, been in the mix mm -hmm. uh, saying like, how do we get and entice uh, developers to move into it? But it's interesting. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's not... I didn't really thought about that aspect. And I was definitely under the same um, impression as you at first, that it was more open or organic choice versus a, you know, poaching by, by Polygon. Uh, I'm sure that there are others looking at this if they hadn't been thinking about it before and now thinking, oh, oh, oh that, that's a pretty good method. Hey, that we, we still have, we still have money and a lot of others don't. So maybe we should use that in a different way. Yeah. Pulling projects that are all oh, teams that are building projects. They're still out there. Yeah. All right. I mean, I see more from Solana even because that network's been so hurt. And there has been a lot of talk about the, the number of, of you know, developers that are on the networks. So, and yeah, I, yeah, I could see it there. I could see it from other networks. I think there's, I think we'll see some other alt chains um, face problems or already facing problems. There's, there's a lot that you don't hear anything about in you know, at least we're hearing something about Solana. There's some that you just aren't hearing anything about. So I think you'll start seeing some attrition from those as well. And yeah, there, there may be some, some, some bidding wars going on among some of these other chains. Well, I'm still rooting for our moon cats. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> we called the bottom when they went, when they went away. Underwear will rise again. Yeah. It'll happen. Right. Moon cats yeah. won't go below that threshold of uh, 0.3 though. It's really funny. And what will happen to the moon cats? You think, uh, you, you still think Kevin Rose might, might pick them up? I just think they're just an awesome, uh, I think they're an awesome long-term like relic. Um, I've, I've been, I've fallen for the relic in the past, but this of, of all of them has been the one that like kind of has, has actually like held and not gone to absolute zero. Like, I'll, I'll just say, what was it? The stupid crypto bots that I thought the world of like two years ago being like, oh my gosh, it was the first on game, whatever. Like, yeah, not very much there. 
Now, how about this? What if we could race our moon cats? Then we could put them in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you have my attention. Project, huh? Now you have my attention. Yeah, Mooncats, they're hanging out at a point four floor. Good job, Mooncats. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, that's a little, they've moved up a bit. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I, I'll, I'll, let, sh- I'll let the group know, I only have two of them. Maybe I'll get another and force the price down so you all can afford them. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Is that helpful? Uh, well, yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it for these, the, 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 Project coaching, um, you know, I think, I, is this a prediction? You think we're going to see more of this this year, George? Chain jumpers. I think that I'll put that on. I'll, I'm going to claim this one. Chain All right, jumper. do it. Chain jumping. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Um, it's a one. Yes, it'll be. It won't be the only one of, you know, there are good projects out there that are caught on, on bad chains. Um, and then there's things like this, too. So, um, you know, take that perfect however you want to take it <laughs> cool alright well I'll see you out there alright bye George bye this has been an episode of the triple A NFT podcast all about affordable NFTs the episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.